Welcome back, podcast listeners. I'm back in the main chair, but what I've tried to do here is actually kick Tony out and keep the young guys in the chair. So, Vaughn, you, you're a regular appearance at the moment. How are you going? Thank you, mate. Very well. It's nice to be here without uh, without the big man for once. I oh, know. It's you has and me. He actually, has he missed a podcast before? He has missed a few. Uh, not many. So, he's... Uh, they tell me he's reeling from moving houses at the moment. I don't think he's sort of yeah, used to those big lifting and being more the triathlete in his younger days. Yeah, um, the removalists the have just been in as well. I'm not sure how much lifting Tony actually <laughs> did. But. <laughs> he tells us plenty. But look, mate, the reason we actually jumped in today and because of the delay, um, I really wanted to go to this round table that I attended on Wednesday. Um, yep. And, and it's been going on for uh, the last few months and I've been lucky enough to be involved. A bit of a fly on the wall. Um, I, I get involved in the conversation, but for me, um, I've been invited really just to learn off these business owners. And it's run by Rob Tagani. And for anyone listening that, that really wants to sort of take their business to the next level, I think this is something you should reach out to him for. Um, the way he facilitates the day or night um, is just fantastic. And I, I sort of haven't been involved in anything like that. Um, but they were asking a question, is there a, a moment in your business career where you've made a decision which you felt was the right decision and that's led to a good outcome? Mm-hmm. Where this got interesting to me um, was, I think with these guys, uh, there was, it was just males in the room for this one actually, um, for these guys, they actually sort of opened up about the way that they feel um, and the way that the, when they make decisions, how that impacts you know on them mentally and their feelings around making those decisions. And what I found really interesting that come out from almost all of these successful business owners was they all felt like that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, and that was the main theme that come out from a question that really wasn't posed about being imposter syndrome. So. Just want to quickly read it out before we dive into it, but imposter syndrome, also called perceived fraudulence, um, involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persist despite your education, experience and accomplishments. Um, You felt that before? Yeah, I I think so. I think probably everyone has. Everyone who's um, worked in some sort of um, job that's challenged them at any point, you know, it's it's definitely a natural feeling. And I think what... um, what this shows us firstly from all these business owners is that uh, it's definitely a common trait in successful business owners, that ability to self-reflect and actually firstly sort of understand what your weaknesses are, uh, but then also open up and sort of work out like how you can actually improve on that. Um, and for me, I've felt that personally just, you know, even in the last, if you look like the last 12 months of, of my career or even 18 months where I've actually been in many different roles. Um, and you know, naturally, when you start a new role, even if you've got the qualification or you know the industry, you when you're starting something new, and the people around you are better at you, better than you at it, or uh, even just more experienced, you know, you naturally sort of feel like, geez, am am I doing this as well as I should be? So yeah. I think you're, you're talking there as well. The experience. Sometimes you're looking at someone who's experienced, and you're like, you know, oh god, I'm not as good as them. But yeah they've done it for the past year yeah um and that information that you learn so i I think you sometimes people jump on themselves really quickly because it's that self-perception that someone's better than me yeah yeah and imposter syndrome even um it's you know it's a feeling of not being as um as good at something as you should be even though you have the education and sort of experience so these business owners that um that were at the round table with you on wednesday they're, they're good at what they're doing and they're educated and they know what they're, um, what they're good at, but they 
still have those moments of you know self doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that was a, that was a theme. And, and one of the people in the room, uh, so I won't get into names or anything like that, but. What was interesting he said is um, he actually come into this business and he was new and he's trying to find his way. Um, and he goes, this name, let's just call it Tom. This, this guy's Tom's name kept coming up. And, and, you know, every employee was saying, oh, Tom wouldn't do it like that. Or, yeah. geez, Tom helped us get out of this. Or Tom did this. Um, and he goes, you know, this Tom guy was just perceived by, like, well, not perceived. Everyone loved what he'd done to the business and how far he'd taken it. And he said, Tom walked into his office one day and was almost pulling out his hair. And he goes, I have no effing idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, he, he was just amazed by that, that this guy that was on a pedestal but had done so many successful things for this business to get them through was suffering from imposter syndrome. Yeah. Is it also a case of uh, always sort of wanting to go that next step? Like, especially if you're sort of really driven by success and that sort of next achievement, do you, do you think that's a part of it? Like they're, they're always, even though they're on top of everything and they've got people looking up to them, they want to go to that next level. And so yeah. they're not sure themselves what that next level is, but they're the one leading it. Well, this is where I think Rob Degani, as I said, just drives those conversations. And, and as I said, it just pivoted so far away, but it was probably one of the best, you know, round tables I've been around. But we sort of started to explore the idea that is it successful people when they're feeling imposter syndrome? Is it because they've stepped outside their comfort zone? So they're wanting to achieve more and they've stepped out of what we perceive as our comfort, like our comfort zone all of a sudden things are uncomfortable we don't know whether we're good enough but we're working our ass off to to make sure we're good enough mm. um and i think that's when we sort of realize that's where these people are realizing that yeah that's probably when i'm feeling it the most is when i've really stepped out and i'm, I'm trying to achieve something that maybe no one else has achieved before or it's something that's really hard compared to what they thought was achievable at that point and i think that's when they felt those moments of self-doubt yeah yeah what about you have you ever had any feelings of imposter yeah mate, i mean i probably feel it at the moment uh, yeah. sometimes <laughs> but you know i think yeah plenty of times especially when in a growing business like we are at the moment and um we have i think such vibrant staff that are, lead, that are pushing the boundaries and and all our staff step out of the comfort zone. I think that's sort of one of the traits you need at Kof Kanban to work here. Um, and you can see it in our staff that, you know, we want to be better than, you know, the old financial planners down the road or things like that. So, you know, we, we, we try new technology. We, you know, think of new ideas and how we can bring efficiencies to the market that no one else ever has. And when you're going through those times, I remember sitting in meetings, I think Willard and I did one once um, with a tech company and we had a result that we wanted to achieve and all these steps along the way like i just remember sitting in the meeting going i don't even understand what's going on here yeah um and i was the one meant to be leading that conversation and leading that meeting yeah and <laughs> these guys are feeling I'm yeah, yeah and these guys are asking questions and i just remember thinking like god like i got no idea what's going on but what's interesting is steps after that is we're we're 70 percent down the track on that mm -hmm. um and you know i think we'll be able to achieve it sort of by mid next year if you'd gone back to the start of that, it was like, we're never going to get this done. Like, yeah. we, what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah. Um, so I think times like that, and as I said, it's, it's just trying to achieve something that you've got self-doubts, is it really going to happen? Yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's known by most people that stepping out of your comfort zone more or less is a positive thing. 
Like, even though it can be, um, you know, you have those feelings of self-doubt or you're not sure what the end result's going to be, it, it is normal, but I think more often than not, it's um, it's actually positive for you. And we were talking the other day about, because um, you're obviously from Myrtleford, from yeah. the country, we were talking <laughs> about how sort of getting out of the country town and stepping out in, into the uh, into Melbourne or in the big city or trying something new, trying something different, you know, getting out of living with home is actually you know, been um, something really positive for you. and Yeah, um, in that moment, I think, yeah, that's what I actually discussed in that roundtable that was they were sort of talking about moments and, and it was someone that guided me along that way. But I just remember, yeah, I, I wasn't going to make it. My first six months of uni was just horrible. Um, you know, I, told, I couldn't even find where I was actually meant to get my assignments for. Like, I just had no idea. But I think it's just working through that. Yeah. Um, but I've, I found an interesting article um, and it was sort of, they talk about the five types of imposter syndrome. Um, and it was researched by Valerie Young, um, Dr. Valerie Young, and she said the main five types from a 2011 book. So there's the perfectionist, um, is when you focus primarily on how you do things, often to the point where you demand perfection of yourself in every aspect of your life. And this is interesting. I see this a lot. Um, I actually see this a lot, I think, with administration side of business, um, when you've got some really good people that and they just don't want to hand it over because they yeah. want to make sure they want that goes. quality control on their desk yeah. yeah yeah which is more or less a good thing for the business yeah yeah but but probably not a good thing for the individual <laughs> yeah. yeah you can imagine the stresses they're going under yeah. and it's you know this is how i've done things consistently oh, i don't want to change that Mm-hmm. Um, there's the natural genius so they've spent their life picking up new skills with little effort um, and they believe you should understand new material and processes right away um, this probably happened during school <laughs> you know you, you always have that one you know your belief that competent people can handle anything with um, little difficulty leads you to feel like a fraud when you come to have a hard time yourself yeah um, I know people like this actually um, that you know during school they always everything was easy for them you know the material was easy for them they were a step above everyone in the class so they, they processed through um, and I've gone back and had discussions with them and I know that they've actually struggled in business life because they've been pushed to the edge yeah um, you know, they're doing leading edge things but yeah right <laughs> you know, but it's been they're, they're used to sort of being like getting everything right and, yeah. and that sort of thing you know high school high school was easy because they got high scores you know uni's easy because they were able to do the yeah. assignments and then what they've done though by doing that they've actually chased really great careers um, in really difficult areas, science, you know, doctorates and things like that. Yeah, um, right. Life gets hard though. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of found that and I reckon a lot of um, kids at my school found that in year nine, at the start of year nine, because it was a select entry school. But then prior to that, we were all sort of year eights at whatever school we were at and sort of used to just, you know, I, I presume most people were like A plus students in year eight and then yeah. you come into this competitive environment and all of a sudden you're like, you were the smartest kid in the class and now you're the 22nd smartest kid in the class yeah. and it's like it's a feeling that's like geez what have i been doing all this time like you know there's like like i'm in the bottom 10 percent of this classroom yeah, I've, cruised, what I've cruised through my whole yeah, whole thing yeah so um, that's interesting and look um, the rugged individualist or the soloist um so that you believe you should be able to handle everything solo if you can't achieve it independently you, you consider yourself unworthy um massive i think it happens in working environments you know people are trying to they want to deliver a project themselves to show how good they are at delivering that project yeah where if they actually get other people involved yeah how how much easier is it going to yeah. be to deliver? many hands make light work yeah um 
The expert, uh, before you can consider your work a success, you want to learn everything there is to know on the topic. You might spend so much time pursuing your quest for more information that you end up having to devote more time to your main task. I see this a little bit. Um, what about you? I, I guess when you go back talking about your school, um, was there people that just overworked in finding that information without delivering? Um, I guess to an extent, probably more, you know, study and that gets more serious towards like year 11, 12. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like um, as you get older, as you get towards that, the, the VCE years, like it's, um, it comes into your own hands a lot more, you know, the, the pressure's sort of off in terms of um, teachers chasing you up or, um, you know, group projects, like you're not going to be let down by, by teammates and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah to an extent. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we can actually also sometimes fall into that one where, you know, sometimes you're devouring so much information because you want to get it right from the start. Mm. Sometimes you don't even make a start. And the funny ones always podcasts. They say, you know, how many podcasts don't get off because they're just trying to do the research. They're trying to get up and going. Yeah. And start. yeah but look at it. us. We're, we're wow. experts now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is only our third take of this yeah, one. Nah. <laughs> one take, Tony, I promise. Yeah, one take, Tony. <laughs> Moving on to, I guess, the last point is the superhero. You link competence to your ability to succeed in every role you hold, student, friend, employee, and parent. Um, failing to successfully navigate the demands of these roles simply proves, in your opinion, your inadequacy. I think, th to me, this one holds where it comes down to friend or parent. Um, student, like we, we've touched on student, we've touched on working, but you know, when you're trying to be perfect in life, um, and I'll, I'll touch on football here, but like my tent, Trent Cochin, I think it's amazing how he he tried to do everything as the superhero, and and he's been open about that. He and when he changed was actually when he knew he could be vulnerable, um, and actually opened up that he can't be perfect. Yeah, right. And, and he actually they say he become a better leader because people could actually link up to him because he wasn't trying to be perfect. Like they were pissed off at him because because he was trying to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, trying to be like a perfect sort of player coach. You know, kind of separate from the husband, playing group. husband, yeah. fan, like all all that, and I think. You can see that in people. It's the reputation. Oh, I'm the perfect parent, and things like that, and, and things go wrong. Mm. Um, I've never been a parent, so yeah. but, but I know as friends, friends go through certain things, and they're having troubles in your life, in their life. You can't fix all those things. Um, yeah. you, you want to try to be the perfect friend, but sometimes you can't be the perfect friend because you're going through things yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, so and that's what strikes me about hearing about the roundtable from Wednesday is that these business owners. Part of the reason why they're actually running successful businesses is because they know they're not perfect. They're yeah. seeking, you know, consultancy. They're seeking ways to improve, um, and having that ability to self-reflect is actually really important in terms of improving. Because if you're not trying to improve, then other people are. So you're actually relatively falling behind. And that's what I found interesting. And, and look, I've probably been, you know, the conversations I've had with Tony, I've probably been the biggest. Uh, against roundtable like you know I think in the past I was always like oh this is a bit of an you know everyone's just talking crap um, around the table and trying to big note themselves but I found this one really different I really have um, yeah. and especially the last this, this 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 one we've just held on Wednesday it's the first time that I've seen you know the roundtable is not people trying to get business off each other and yeah. that's the difference I think it, it's actually people saying hey they can be though right 
anyone can, well, I guess you and I, like anyone you speak to can be business. But yeah. yeah, I think the point of this room, as you said, is to actually say, look, I'm struggling with this in my business. You know, what are you guys doing out there? Um, what are you finding different? And yeah, it was, it was funny. They're all having the same problems in different ways, in different industries, in different roles. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where they were able to help guide each other through and, and open up on stories that, you know, even talk, one, one guy spoke about, you know, a conversation he had with his son. Um, and for him to be able to have that conversation, it was about choosing whether he moved overseas um, to take up a really good job. You know, some people might think that's an easy decision, but his son was 16. Yeah, not he, when your son's 16, no. it's not an easy decision. <laughs> and he wanted to make sure he was doing the right thing by his son. And he was able to have a really deep conversation to say, look, I think this will build resilience in your life. Um, I think this will be a good thing for the family. And his son was able to reflect on that and say, look, I've spoken to my friends and I think you're right. Um, so even to be talking about those conversations and you had other parents in the room um, and they're going, you know, that's a deep conversation and shit, like I'd really like to have that conversation with my kids. Yeah. Um, so helping out with things like that, that, that doesn't come from the question of what business decision you made that lead you on, led you on a good path. Yeah, yeah, but that sort of environment, like that sets the... That sets the tone for any sort of problem to kind of, you know, a resolution to start when you're in that environment. So, yeah. yeah no. and, I, and I think that's where Rob leads it. It's, yeah. it's finding that point, finding that question, opening on the right person and leading that conversation from there. So, mm -hmm. um, as I said earlier, anyone that wants to reach out, let us know. But... Vaughn, I appreciate it. I, I think we I think we did well stepping out without Tony. Um, maybe we start to see less and less of him. Never in doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he enjoyed it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Coffin Bond Podcast is a product from Coffin Bond & Co, which we are an authorised representative of Gown Financial. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of the Coffin Bond Podcast are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decision, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from the podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Kofkin Bond website, or you can find resources on the ASIC website and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Kofkin Bond & Co. and the hosts of the Kofkin Bond podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.